Hello and welcome to another episode of the Blitz Package. We got a lot to talk about today after losing a horrible game to the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. But first we wanted to start off by talking about the the cut of Ross Travis and bringing up Orson Charles from the practice squad. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Eh. Go ahead, Britt. <laughs> eh. I mean, you, you took out a fourth tight end to replace him with a fourth tight end, and I guess they say he blocks a little better, so my guess is he's going to spend most of the time pretending he's Jason Dunn and just sitting on the end blocking. But, I mean, what does it give – I don't know who who uh, Alex is going to throw to on third and three when they need a big first down anymore without you know Travis there, big number eighty-eight. But well, that's true. I don't know. It's pretty kind of an ad when it when it happened and you just saw he got cut. Everybody was okay. He got cut. What did you sign? Did they sign somebody? Did they sign somebody in? Oh, we just call up Charles. Okay, cool. <laughs> the guy that ran with your running backs in camp. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I don't. I don't understand what they're doing. I think there's a, <clears throat> if they're looking for an offensive weapon, I don't think Charles is the uh, is is the guy on the practice squad that you want to bring up. I think uh, I think you still got a couple good receivers down there that uh, there's a chance they're better than some of the guys up <clears throat> up in the big leagues. But uh, I, I'm not. I don't know. It's it seemed like Ross Travis was. You know, Ross Travis was used quite a bit more than than what we want to give him credit for. Now, uh, used and productive is, are two different things. Uh, but uh, the, I I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. Maybe with Ross Travis out, uh, maybe maybe we'll see a new defense or or a new offense uh, or some different offensive schemes. And what we've seen um, repeatedly over the last three, four, or five weeks. So, I mean, if that gives us a few new different different looks on offense, then uh, then I'll give a silent golf clap for that, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't, especially with how long apparently it takes for Smith to get comfortable with somebody. I don't really seeing, I don't see him getting a whole lot of targets, especially you know we see Demarcus Robinson. He's been out there since Conley got hurt over a month ago, and he's still not getting, in my opinion, enough attention. And I don't think, well, I don't think that Orson Charles is going to be getting targets. I just think that with Travis out, um, I don't think that they're necessarily going to, I don't think they're necessarily going to use him, use Orson in, in the same same manner that they use Ross Travis. They're two totally different people, in my opinion, as far as what they're able or capable of doing. Um, I just think that not, more so Travis not being in the lineup than Charles being in the lineup, I think could could cause a little bit of a different looking uh, offense, especially on third down, which we the Chiefs have pretty much uh, forgotten how to play football on third down. So maybe I don't know. I I don't see much significance, but if it gives it gives us a a few different looks. I'm, I'm sure. I don't think there's a lot of people. I I noticed some people pretending that they were really upset that Ross Travis was cut, and I don't understand that. Oh, did you see that? Right in that. I want to smack him in the face. 
<laughs> there, there, there were quite a few comments, you know. Well, I follow the angry faces, you know, and I think, wow, you know, there's an angry emoji. And, uh, and, and then I just kind of follow and look for that angry emoji through the comments. And then once I do, you know, you, know, you can judge, judge these characters pretty easy. <laughs> Upset over Ross Travis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Didn't even give didn't give the kid the chance, you know. I mean, he number eighty eight. Every time know, the ball went through his hands, they were giving him a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, hey, you know, it's Chiefs fans, man. There's the same like, people that think uh, think Patrick Holmes can't do nothing for us. So, off the top of your head, name a third tight end that had more chances than Ross Travis this season. Name a third tight end. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Where's O'Shaughnessy playing? <laughs> Is he still on the Patriots? I know that's who we traded him to. Nah, he, he got cut, I'm pretty sure. Before the season started, if I'm not wrong. Anyways. Uh, I don't know. Maybe McGrath from a couple years ago for the Chiefs. Remember him? The bearded uh, guy? Yeah. Wasn't yeah. well, he, he our he, backup? He, 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 yeah, I thought he was second. I'm pretty sure he's uh, our number two, unless somebody think, got hurt that I'm missing. I think we're going to have to get a hold of our research department on that one. Uh, <laughs> I, I, he may he may have to make us sound more important than we really are. Yeah, yeah, did, did you say that on air? I uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jim, check those stats real quick. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I think he, he may have morphed into the second uh that season, but I think he started as a third. I'm not for sure. I'm not for sure who the second or third tight end is. And <sighs> sue me. Uh, we try to forget those times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let's move on to the second bit of news that came out today. As we are recording this on Tuesday night, guys. Um, Eli Manning being benched for Geno Smith. Thoughts. It was a surprise, obviously. I hadn't heard anything about they were thinking about it or anything. I mean, I, honestly, I think it depends on what their opinion of Eli Manning is going forward. If they're going to cut him at the end of the year or trade him or whatever, and they know that now, then the Giants suck. They're not going anywhere. Heck, it actually helps if they lose more games than get a higher draft pick. So I don't see what the big deal is if you – let somebody else play. Now, I would prefer it to be a rookie who wants his first shot, not probably the worst quarterback in the history of football, Geno Smith, but... Demarcus Russell. Ooh, good call. But I can at least understand the thought process behind it of the season's over, you're not coming back, why not at least see what we got? Kind of the same way the Bills were doing it. Why it doesn't hurt anything. It's not like you're going to end up in a worse spot than what you were already going to end up being anyway. So the only downfall is, of course, you're killing a 210-game streak. And if you didn't have the streak, I don't think anybody would care because it's not like people like Eli Manning. All I've heard is how horrible he is for the last two years, but it's mainly the streak. It broke the streak, and people don't want to see it end. It, you know, uh, my wife actually is the one who – who gave me the, the news today and uh, 
I watched I watched a little video, you know, a little press conference, a little little interview with him, and uh, it was one where he was tearing up, you know, and obviously upset, and I felt bad for the guy. Uh, I've never been an Eli Manning fan. Um, you got to respect what he has done in New York for the Giants that is totally forgotten. When you think of Super Bowl winners in the last 10 years, 15 years, you do not think about Eli Manning and the Giants. I don't. I mean, there is that catch, you know, but that really, if it wasn't for that catch, <laughs> I don't think that anybody would be remembering these Giants Super Bowls. Like, <clears throat> I don't anyway. Maybe it's my location. Maybe it's my geographic location. But I don't see that uh, I, if the Giants made this move, the Giants are done with him. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think there's any coming back. I don't think they're going to bench him. Now, breaking that streak, uh, and uh, which does seem to be everything that anybody cares about, uh, they're not going to play him. I, I mean, or they're not going. They don't want him anymore. They're going to move on. Uh, what they're going to do, I don't know. Uh, Giants fans are going to throw a fit, and Jets fans are going to be the happiest people on earth if they decide. If the Giants decide to go with Geno Smith, but uh, I don't know, man. You know, it's that time. Uh, at my age, these guys were coming up, you know, when I kind of got out of high school. And uh, so I've been following them as an adult my whole life. And uh, so it's kind of it's kind of different, you know, kind of kind of different seeing not seeing Peyton Manning. Now, maybe not seeing Eli Manning for the rest of this season anyway. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I kind of wish they would have made the move uh, two weeks ago. But <laughs> Not sure that would have helped things. No, it, it wouldn't. It was all our offense. I mean, Manning didn't play some spectacular game to beat us. I'm not convinced that Geno couldn't have won against the Chiefs that day. I mean, it, it's it's pitiful football that we're watching right now. And, um, you know, you, you talk about you don't think of Manning and, you know, his two Super Bowls. I, I feel like the only time I really do is when I'm arguing with with someone the last couple of years about Eli Manning, you know, basically saying that he's overrated. And every single time I get the rebuttal, he won this team two championships. Yeah, that was then. What has he done lately? The NFL is based around what you've done lately. And if you want, if you want to use the argument that he's won them two Super Bowls, and yes, I get the fact that the Giants are completely not going anywhere this year. And I completely understand that. I completely understand where the Chiefs are in their standings as well. But as much crap as McAdoo gets, he's willing to bench the guy that's won them two championships in order to move on. See what you have. Whereas the Chiefs, yes... They're six and five. Somehow, I don't know. They're winning the AFC West still. Like if you would have told me before the season started that six and five Chiefs would be leaving or leading the AFC West, that would have blew my mind. Uh, you know, we all thought this was a better division than it than it is so far. But at the same time, the Chiefs are one and five in their last six games. They have no view of looking any better this week they're playing piss poor teams 
and Smith still can't get it done. He's going to be gone next year. So is the Jets game going to be what decides that? Do you, do you guys think that if he has another terrible showing and we lose to the Jets, we, we're at 500, and the Chargers win this week, do you think we make a change? I think they do. I mean, it. and if you want to play devil's advocate about why they're not starting Patrick this week, which there is absolutely no reason, you can say, well, they're on the road in a windy stadium, it's going to be cold, or you wait till next week when you have three straight home games, you know, for the kid. And I think that's the excuse they'll use. They'll come out and say, well, Alex said in the bad game, we're going to go ahead and make a switch. Plus, I love the excuse I've been hearing this week from guys on the radio and stuff where, well, I wouldn't bring in a new quarterback. You're winning. You're 6-5. and five. You're winning the division. I wouldn't make any move until I'm either 500 or tied, or the division gets tied up. Why would you get worse before you make a change? Like, all of a sudden, it, if the Chiefs lose this week, Patrick Mahomes gives them a great chance to win games and keep going forward as opposed to today like that logic makes absolutely no sense so and I just think they have to, they're coming home Arrowhead will riot if Alex Smith walks out on the field well uh, the Jets will beat the Chiefs this, this weekend and uh, so that should make everybody excited because I believe that I believe Patrick Mahomes, one more loss, uh, and Patrick Mahomes is in. That That's going to make things... <clears throat> I'm telling you, it's going to turn things around for the Chiefs. Just that little move. He's young enough, he's immature enough not to... Maybe, perhaps, not to listen to Andy Reid. <laughs> you know? No, I think I'm going to go deep to Tyreek Hill. This is what I do. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think... I think you're going to see something totally different. Um, You know, you're right. Uh, If we're at 500, it doesn't make the situation for Patrick Mahomes better. Um, It does allow more fans and more critics to say, okay, now you have to make a move. Now, we have seen this. All three of us have seen this last three weeks when the Patrick Mahomes talk actually started to to rise again since the preseason. Um, loss after loss after loss. People who will call you stupid for even suggesting that Patrick Mahomes should be the starter. Now, this week, are saying Patrick Mahomes has to be the starter. We've all seen those people. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys are big names. Some of these guys are names that aren't so big, like me. But we... You know, uh, somebody hit on earlier that that um, Sunday after the game, the Mahomes talk was 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 huge, and then Monday it was big, and then today it's like faded out. It's I think it's more of a heat of the moment thing. Um, I I think the more that people listen to the national sports media, who's blaming everything on everybody else but Alex Smith. Uh, it'll end. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can only lose so many games. Um, I, I don't see 
I don't see. I haven't picked the Chiefs to win the last two weeks. I'm not going to pick them to win this week. Um, I think if you do pick the Chiefs to win this week, I think, I think you need your head screwed on straight. Why? Give me one reason why the Chiefs should win this week. They haven't given me any reason to to. The only thing, the only reason why the Chiefs would win this week is if they get five turnovers like they did in Denver. That's the only way. That's the only reason why they won that game in Denver. It's a, our offense has been putrid for weeks. And uh, so if Andy Reid wants to say, okay, we're not winning the division, and we won't be leading the division next week because, uh, as we hit on, the Giants have benched Eli Manning, and where are they going? They're going to Oakland. So there's a win for Oakland. The Chargers, I don't see any reason why the Chargers aren't going to win this week. Uh, it, it's 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 getting ugly, and Andy Reid is allowing it to get even uglier. I think by just putting this off. Well, the char- the Chargers are the ones that are one game behind us, and then of course we had the tiebreaker with the win in week three. But um, and I'm I'm not too worried about the Raiders, the Broncos coming back. They're both way down there at this point to me, and um. But the Chargers are on a hot streak. They, you know, they're they're winning games right now, and honestly, you know, what, we've seen it get worse every week. The offense has looked worse, and it's it's to the point where if you don't make a change and you're losing to these piss poor teams, you know the the uh, let's see. The Bills had given up, I think it was 100 points in the last two games. We got 10. The Giants had given up like 84, somewhere around there, their previous two games. We got nine. It's bad. And something has to change. And the only thing that you can really change is the quarterback position. And you look at what is, you know, wrong with the offense right now, and it all starts with Alex Smith, in my opinion. I think that, um, you know, all the stuff that Alex does well, you know, pre-snap reads, usually taking care of the ball, not in the last few games. He's had four interceptions in the last three games. But defenses are making it to where he cannot read the defense before the snap. And, and that's the biggest issue. They're, they're playing a zone scheme, looking like they're playing a certain zone, and then they go to a different zone post-snap. And we all know Alex Smith has not been able to make his reads after the snap. And you look at Patrick Mahomes. You go back to his college tape. You even look in the preseason. That's one of the things that he does really well is, one, he can you know go through his, go through his routes, check them all off after the snap. He can read defenses after the snap. He has light years better pocket presence than Alex Smith ever has. But I guess guess let's go here. What is your favorite excuse for Alex Smith so far? Because we are still seeing the, the people that think Alex Smith can do no wrong. So what is your favorite Alex Smith excuse so far? I keep hearing people blaming, saying don't blame Alex, blame the secondary. I still hear that. Uh, I still hear it. I've heard it. I heard it yesterday. 
multiple times. It's not Alex's fault. It's secondary. And um, it's, it's got to be the dumbest. I mean, I, I don't have anything bad to say. What, our first two podcasts were all about Bob Sutton and the defense. We haven't really had to talk about the defense. We've allowed 26 points. 26 points, or right? Or 28 points in two games, yeah. something like that. Uh, that that's in that's winning. Quarters. Yes, that's winning defense, guys. That that's winning defense. There's no reason why uh, we should every every team in the league should be happy with that type of scoring defense. It's like with Alex Smith, it's the exact same as with Andy Reid. Everybody just keeps moving the goalposts back. Everybody just keeps coming up with excuses. This week, I turned on post game show on 610 with Ron Huey and uh, Jay Binkley. And, uh, they were on yesterday, too, and I listened to them. And, well, it's the offensive line. I mean, all the, they, they can't run block, and they don't give them any time. And then receivers, I mean, God, they miss Chris Conley so bad. And Like, listen, guys, enough. Is the O-line the O-3 Chiefs? No, it's not. Are they an average offensive line? I think they're a perfectly average offensive line. I saw some stat where Alex Smith, is, there's 20 quarterbacks that average a less amount of time before they get hit than Alex Smith, which means he had 20 quarterbacks have worse offensive lines than him. The running game is bad because teams are playing the run and they know Alex won't throw it past 10 yards. So they have eight, nine, ten guys in the box. Well, last time I checked, they only let you play with five offensive linemen, unless you know you don't want to have any receivers. So five on eight. I mean, what do you want them to do? And yeah, I, I think then, honestly, you know, no, go ahead. Well, then Alex gives up half his sacks because he takes seven step drops out of the shotgun. Yes. I mean, I could blow by a left tackle with that because all I got to do is run straight uphill. And and that's where I was, yeah, and that's where I was kind of wanting to go with that. I mean, I think that Alex Smith makes this line look ten times worse than it really is. You know, you you have a guy that's starting in shotgun, like you said, and taking seven steps back. You know, if you know anything about what a tackle's job is, it's to swing that edge rusher around the backside of the quarterback to push him out of the play. When Alex Smith is dropping as far back as he is, you're dropping back right into that lane. And then whenever... So you, you can't expect your tackle to go even further back. And then when he does step in, up into the pocket, it's not stepping up. It's running up into the pocket because he's completely given up. He's tucked the ball already. And half the time he's playing pinball off his own lineman to try and find a way out of there. And it, it's frustrating. You know, you look at the first, um, you know, every time someone brings up the offensive line, I, w- I want to take you guys back to every, you know, the five games that you guys like to reference on why Alex Smith is going to be better. The first five games, look at the Eagles game. Look at the Redskins game. He was under quite a bit of pressure then. And in the Redskins game, we had two guys hurt on the offensive line. Okay, he was under just as much pressure, if not more, in those games. And if you look at 
if you guys read the article by Pro Football Focus, in the first five games, Alex Smith was the one or two in the adjusted completion percentage, passer rating under pressure, passer rating on quick passes, and passer rating using play action. In, in the last, ever since the Steelers game, so week six and on, Alex Smith, the highest he ranks on any of those I just read off, is 22nd. So the offensive line, if it was a problem, it would have been a problem back then. Why? Yeah. So even if you want to say that the offensive line is a problem, well, Alex Smith is still not playing as well as he was the first five games. He was able to avoid some of that pressure. He had better uh, pocket presence. He wasn't seeing ghosts. He wasn't dropping back into his tackles lanes. And what people keep and people keep going back to the first five games. Like Alex Smith is a rookie, and those were his first five games, and now he's had <laughs> six bad games, so it evens out. Hey, but five and five, so you know he should be good. But he's been late for twelve years. He's never had a five-game stretch like that in his career. So which one do we think he's most likely to be? The five games of his career or the 150 games of his career? Yeah. Like, hey, don't, the, be, don't be stupid. <laughs> the, the offensive line there, the, <clears throat> he, what, was, what was the problem with the running game four weeks ago? What were we all saying the problem with the running game was? Not getting enough carries. Yeah, Andy Reid. Yeah. Okay. That's, so that's we not, had 11 carries Sunday. Yeah, I think he had 11. He had 18 the week before, right? But it, 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 you hit on it. It, it's, it's, it was the play calling four weeks ago. Now it is the, is the fact that there isn't a defense out there that respects Alex Smith. And they don't give a damn what he did the first five weeks either. You know? I, I mean, that's – we <clears> – <throat> We are telegraphing everything that we're doing as far as the running game. We've talked about that week after week after week. We've written articles about it. I mean, it's till our fingertips are bleeding. I mean, this is insane. Uh, the offensive line is who they are. They, they are who they have been. They were not good against New England. I, they weren't good against Philadelphia. They weren't good against Washington, like Travis said. They haven't been good. They've been okay all year long. They're still okay. They're still getting pushed back by the defensive line, just like they were in week three. The difference it is, Alex Smith isn't throwing downfield. Alex Smith is scared to death. He's playing scared to death back there. He's moving before, you know, Britt, I, had to, I had to really pay attention once Britt said this in the first podcast that he's got these happy feet and he's taken off before anybody. I hadn't really noticed that. He does it every other play, every other pass. He's he's turning around, looking behind him. There's nobody there, Alex. There's no one there because you're dropped back way too far. Yeah. But my 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 thing with the throwing deep, Alex Smith. I, I I'm trying to remember the exact numbers from the article from Pro Football, Pro Football Focus, but. I think it was 12% for deep plays in those first five games. And I think since week six, it's something like 104 
which is still above any other year in Kansas City for Alex Smith. So he's still throwing more down the field. It's just they're not being completed. They're not good throws. Yeah, he didn't last game. But over those over those uh, games since week six, he has thrown deep, other than against the Bills for whatever reason. Um, they're just not being complete. Half of them are out of bounds. I mean, to where the receivers can't even get How many times have we seen the last few weeks him throw to, I think it was Kareem Hunt against Dallas, uh, Tyreek Hill against the Giants. He threw it three yards ahead of him and out of bounds. Uh, so we're, we're, we're not remembering these throws because they're not completions and they're not big plays like they should be. And... You know, you know, I, I think we we can sit here and blame the offensive line all you want. You can say if you really believe that the offensive line is absolute garbage, which I don't. I think it's an average offensive line. But for those of you that say that it's all on the offensive line, they were playing the same in those first five weeks. Yep. Alex Smith is the one that's changed. Yeah. Well, just, I mean, just look at the game. I mean, I get it. Again, we don't have the greatest offensive line. We have an average offensive line. But just look at the, I mean, the end of the game. Alex didn't throw the interception because somebody was in his face and he had to get rid of it. He threw it because him and his wide receiver got mixed up on what, who was running what, and then he didn't throw to the wide open Travis Kelsey the first down line. The fourth down play before that. There was nobody in his face. He threw a horrible pass to Hill instead of hitting Albert Wilson, who waited at him before the play to say, hey, I'm going to be open. And he was wide open at first down marker. The touchdown pass he missed to Kelsey. There was nobody in his face. Nope. And in a perfectly clean pocket. And he threw to the, the wrong guy. That, yeah, the thing that really made me mad about that play was the fact that the safety came down to cover Wilson immediately after the snap. That's something you have to realize, have to recognize, and know your routes, that Kelsey's going to be going exactly where that safety was. I mean, that, that should have been bread and butter. And, you know, we, we've seen both in that play... And the interception on the last drive. Kelsey's frustrated. And I think he has every right to be. And that because that's that's two weeks in a row against terrible teams that Alex Smith has thrown an interception on the last drive of the game trying to come back. Travis Kelsey wants Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball. I think we all want Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball. And I want to be very clear. I want to be clear, and we'll get right back to Travis Kelsey. Uh, when I said he's not throwing deep and that's affecting the running game, I mean he's not throwing over four yards and that's affecting the running game. <laughs> if, yeah. I, I'm, if I see Alex Smith turn to straight, uh, do a 90-degree angle to his left and throw it, in, in this game against the Jets, I'm turning the TV off, and I'm going to go mow the lawn. 
and it doesn't need and it doesn't need mode. I'm so sick and tired of it. <laughs> we did that two, three, four plays in a row. It's insane. I'm gonna look right and I'm gonna toss it, and I'm gonna look left and I'm gonna toss it. And then he walks over to the sideline. And he takes his helmet off and he thinks, "Golly, this just isn't working, Coach. What are we gonna do next drive?" And then they go out there next drive. And what do they do? He looks left and he tosses it. This is insane. It makes you sick. It is the worst football being played in the league right now at this moment. Well, if you really want to be sick, you know, you know exactly who, who it reminds me of and what time it reminds me of. Uh, He's Matt Castle. Yeah. It's why the Chiefs sucked on Matt Castle as the quarterback. Nobody thought he was going to throw deep, so everybody had nobody at the snap of the ball. You could see every defender in the TV screen. There was no safety past 10 yards deep because they knew. At the snap of the ball, watch the linebackers. They they know what play's coming because they either automatically run straight at the line because they know it's a run, or they automatically drop back because they know it's a pass. You don't ever see any of the linebackers hesitate, like, let me see the play develop. Okay, it's a pass. Now I'm going to back up. Or, hang on, hang on. Maybe I'll take a step back. Oh, no, it's a run. I'm going to go forward. No. They know what play's coming yeah. every time. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And, and Matt Castle, when I think about Matt Castle, you know, there's going to be some people out there that are like, okay, but Matt Castle had some good games. Yeah, but in those good games, what did Matt Castle do? He kind of stepped out of his comfort zone of tossing two yards and three yards, and he started throwing downfield a little bit and got lucky a couple times, got some hits, got some good yardage, got some good touchdown numbers. It's not Matt Castle having a good game. It's if you play quarterback – and you want to have a good game, you have to throw downfield. That doesn't mean 50-yard bombs. That means a, sl- a slant, something. That means if it's third and 47, you don't throw a, a negative two-yard pitch. It, it's Alex Smith has got to go. It's, I, I don't understand why anybody would say, are you watching him play? If you actually sit there and you watch Alex Smith, and you don't pay attention to anybody else, you don't pay attention to the line, Kareem Hunt, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, you don't pay attention to anybody but Alex Smith, he looks horrible. Who's going to be the better Smith on Sunday? Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, God. It, it, Alex, I, I know but I, that's I know. not leading it up to much of a level. <laughs> I just had to throw it in there. But did you guys see? Did you guys see the? Uh, I guess you guys probably saw that uh, Travis Rodney Harrison talking smack on Travis Kelsey. Did you guys see that? Uh, for uh, quitting uh, during the interception play. Yeah, yeah. Look, here's my thought on that because my my buddy's dad had the same issue, and here's mine. I would have done the exact same thing at that point. Oh, yeah. Kelsey is beyond frustrated. And so is the rest of this offense. You see no spark from them. You, you, you even see Tyreek Hill make a big play. He's not jumping around, high-fiving. No, he's jogging back to the line with a straight face. Because he's like, it's about damn time. But, well, no, he's like, well, that'll be the last time today. Right. But <laughs> my thing is, one, he was way downfield. There wasn't much he was going to do. We're not going to see Kelsey uh, completely come back. But even if, and even if you guys are mad 
that Kelsey quit on that play. That shows how frustrated the players are, not just fans that are booing, and that's all you could hear on your TVs last Sunday, but the players on the offense itself have had enough. They're ready for a change. Something has to give. And, you know, it is not the offensive line. It's, I mean, you could say partially the run game not being there, but I think that's because of Alex Smith. Um, I mean, I to be honest, I don't think it's, you know, honestly, outside of the not calling enough run plays, like, in this last game, I don't really think that it's even Andy Reid. And I know we're going to probably have a little bit of an argument on that, but I think Alex Smith is the biggest issue on this offense. It, yeah, I mean, he's that's it. It starts and stops with Travis, or Travis Kelsey, with Alex Smith. I mean, the defense can play a certain way because of Alex Smith. The players feel the same way because of Alex Smith. Watch Patrick Mahomes come in and play. And just watch the sideline. Just watch the sideline the first play he does. And watch the sideline at the start of the game. See how many guys are standing up watching the game. How many defenders are actually, like, not talking, not kind of watching, but, you know, over here doing stuff. How many of them are sitting there staring at Patrick Mahomes just waiting to see what he does compared to Alex Smith? They're like, well, we already know what he's going to do. So let's work on what we're going to do here in three plays after he screws it up and they go four and out again. Yeah, that I mean, that sums it up right there. I mean, you had, what, five three-and-outs to start the game? The Bills had seven possessions in the first half. The average for a team was 11 possessions a game last year, and they had seven in the first half. That's not because of your defense. That's all on your offense. And even, even though, you know, they got the 13 points in the first half, all those points came on short yardage for the Buffalo offense because it was constant three and outs when we were backed up on our own one half the time. It was, you know, turnovers, whatever. It was short yardage for Buffalo every time. And asking the defense to go back out there after three more plays on another short yardage continuously is pathetic. I'm surprised they didn't allow more. Oh, yeah. And it, and it was just how they did the three and outs. It was like every one of them was identical. Dump off pass. Run that doesn't go anywhere. Dump off pass when you need 10 yards. And punt the ball. And the only person that shows any emotion is Kelsey. Nobody else is mad. Nobody else. And frankly, it's what's going on in the stands. It's what's in the fans. It's what's hit. It's called apathy. There was two minutes left to go in the game. We had the ball driving for a touchdown. We were at the 50-yard line. It wasn't like we were at the one-yard line. We were at the 50-yard line with two minutes to go. They showed a pan of the stadium. It was half empty. People were gone. I haven't seen it like that since kicker I will not name 
to where, yeah, it, it don't matter. Even if they do get down there, he's going to miss the kick, so who cares? That's what her behind the scenes was. After after that fourth down, when he screwed it all up, everybody left. I know there's five minutes left. It doesn't matter. We know if we get the ball back, he'll screw it up. We have no shot, so we're just going to go ahead and beat some traffic. I got stuff to do when I get home. I got to mow the yard, break leaves. I may as well go ahead and get out of here. Yeah, even though it doesn't need mowed and you don't have trees in your yard, right? And, but and frankly, like I said, it's apathy. I didn't even get mad at the game. No, me neither. My sister is one who yells and screams and cusses at every game, at every play. I mean, I'm getting texts in the first quarter most games of somebody needs to be cut right now because they made one bad play. Like, that's the fan she is. I talked to her yesterday, and she was like, my daughter came out of her room a couple times. I was like, is the game already over? I haven't heard you yell or scream once. Because she's like, I, I, I'm expecting it. It's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. I'm not even mad anymore. And the players are the same way. Is this how Cleveland fans feel? I'm assuming <laughs> they they just find the the comedy and how bad they're playing. Uh, I, I mean, is there anything else you can do? I mean, I think the Chiefs have turned us all into those those that find humor in uh, in horrible circumstances. And uh, <clears throat> I uh, I don't I don't know if I if I agree as much <clears throat> that. The Chiefs' problem as a whole is Alex Smith because three, four weeks ago, the problem was not Alex Smith. It was Andy Reid. Um, in fact, just about a week and a half ago, it, the problem with the Chiefs was Andy Reid. Now, Alex Smith was a problem, but he wasn't the problem. So now the narrative has changed to Alex Smith is the problem, not Andy Reid. Um, I, I coach football and I understand that my job as a coach is to analyze what the hell is going out on, going on out on the field. And I have to make adjustments, um, adjust, adjust, adjust. Once you make an adjustment, it is then the opposing team's job to make and according adjustment and that is the game of football it's just like chess i'm going to make a move you're going to make a move i'm going to start doing this you're going to have to start doing something different um i am 100 for alex smith being benched and not don't even suit him up for the rest of the season keep him healthy for that fifth round pick that we're all so desperate for um <laughs> I would take that. <laughs> yeah, is that being too kind? Uh, well, and that's a lot of people's excuse for not benching him, thinking that his trade value has not gone down already. It's it's gone down and it's staying down. Well, and it's ignorant to think he had a trade value anyway. He's been in the league for twelve years. Nobody was going to trade you two first round picks because he was an MVP for five games. No, Alex Smith has been in the league for twelve years. Everybody knows who Alex Smith is. Whatever you were going to get. Last year, you were going to get after week five. You were going to get after week eight. You're still going to get today. Now, I think I think you could get a fourth round pick for him, depending on who's looking. I mean, uh, he's uh, 
Man, if somebody very, very smart once told me that Andy Reid, if you want to win football games, you go get Andy Reid. If you want to win Super Bowls, you go get somebody else. Britt, who told me that? Somebody told me that. It had to be somebody really, really smart. Yeah, I'm not not for sure. Probably really good looking, too. Just all around perfect guy. A perfect guy. (laughs) Your wife must be, she's the luckiest woman on earth, huh? Uh, what can I say? As she's uh, dying laughing somewhere right now. Next week, we'll have Britt's wife on, folks. Um, <laughs> we'll have to ask her some questions. <laughs> but Alex Smith is the same. He's the same. Does Alex Smith help? The, does he make the Cleveland Browns better? I think he does. I think I, I, sh- I think he does. Now, somebody on the, somebody on NFL Network said that uh, they think, you know, man, he'd be winning the Super Bowl with the Jackson, Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> no, he won't. Yeah, I wish I got paid the money that this guy does, but no, they won't. They're he, he, but they will be. They'll still be good, you know. I mean, there's teams out there. Uh, if Cleveland wants to win two games or three games or four games next season, they might want to go get an, an Alex Smith because he'll probably he may be able to do that. Um, but uh, or San Francisco. <laughs> But uh, and they just I, I don't. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, and and you know when watching the San Francisco game, and it, that just again makes me think about our own situation in Kansas City. Like, like, all right, you finally put this kid in, and what does he do? Goes out there and scores a touchdown in garbage time, but he looked good. He looked like the best quarterback the 49ers have had all year in just that drive. Did he not? I mean, he just he went out there and did exactly what you wanted him to do. Yeah. Oh, here's Garoppolo. We've been waiting. We've been waiting. And what does he do? He goes and he he does what you want him to. Um, and, and then I think, man, you know, what a, what a good opportunity with five minutes left in the game to say, Alex, why don't you take a break? This is a good time for you to have a pinky issue. We're going to put Patrick <laughs> Mahomes in and see what he can do. Yeah, I saw somebody said that about the Royals. Like, this is about the time that that pitcher would all of a sudden have a shoulder fatigue and he'd On the 15 day DL. Yeah. I and then you bring up somebody else, and if they look great, well, man, he, he just he needs to go to, to rehab for a few games and just keep pushing it off. That's what Alex says. Man, it right, but, but if... shoulder tightness, you know, he needs, <laughs> he's not going to play this week. And if Mahomes sucks, hey, Smith's throwing good. He's back this week. He's fine. And that's the other thing. People have said, well, if you go to Mahomes, you, you can't go back. If he throws 18 picks this week, you can't go back. Uh, the Bills just did it. My thing is, what do you mean? Bring in Mahomes. Bring in Mahomes. What is the worst that could happen? You're playing the worst offensive football in the league right now. In the last three games, you're averaging 12 points. In the last three games, Smith, who's supposed to be this guy who never throws picks, has thrown four. Almost five. How many touchdowns has he thrown in that span? Four. He's four for four. Okay. So, what, what, what is the worst that could happen? If, if, you, if you put up 16 points with Mahomes, you're already doing better. It's not, it's not a high 
level of expectation to live up to right now. All the more reason to bring him in for everybody that thinks it's going to break him. He doesn't have anything to live up to right now. He's literally, literally coming in for a guy who has been just garbage for half the season. And I don't get why Andy doesn't want him. Because right now, it's Andy's fault. Because, dude, you're playing him. And I hear all people saying, you know, Seth Kaiser's been all week pointing out how it's not the scheme. It's not the scheme. Look at all these open receivers he's missing. Okay, so shouldn't his scheme fit Mahomes better? So why wouldn't he that, want that for that's job my security? Thing. And it just proved that, see, it's not me. I'm, I'm still the offensive genius. I'm still smart. I can beat a cover, too. Yeah. It's just my quarterback. No, he keeps, like. Play, I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't know. It, it makes sense. Did you just say job security? <laughs> yes, I did. Hmm. He has it because it's... his owner's Clark Hunt. <laughs> he fills the stadium, so he'll keep getting his job. But he should. That, that that is my thing, though. I I think that yes, I have I have issues with Andy Reid going away from the run, but we all know that Andy Reid loves to throw the ball, and it's going to happen. But I don't feel that he would go away from the run as much if that pass game was opening up the run for him. And I do agree that it is Andy Reid's fault for putting in Alex Smith every week. And I even saw someone, uh, I think it was someone arguing with Seth on Twitter saying that they're not dumbing down the playbook enough for Alex Smith. And my two thoughts on that was, one, how many screenplays and dump-off plays did we see this last week? And second of all, you were a 12-year veteran. Why do you need the playbook dumbed down for you? There's two issues right there. You've been but I do for five years. Yeah, I, I think that Andy Reid has had to dumb it down for him. You know, we, we've seen Andy Reid want to be aggressive, and we've seen Andy Reid draw plays to beat these zone plays. Like that one where Kelsey came up over the top, wide open, because the safety dropped down to cover Wilson. Perfectly designed play. Alex Smith couldn't make the read. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am one of those people that think it is Alex Smith, and I think that... Reed is having to dumb down his playbook, and that's why we're seeing so many screenplays because literally nothing else is working. And you know what's funny about that play? I just thought about it. It wasn't like that safety saw a guy open in front of him and he made the wrong move like, ah, crap, he's in my zone, so he made the wrong play. He knew Alex was going to throw to him. You watch him. Mm-hmm. He hit the back of his break. He saw... Is it Hill? Can't remember. It was Wilson. Hill or Wilson. Wilson come across, and he went. Alex is going to throw to him, and just took off straight for him, because he knew for one hundred percent sure Alex was going to throw to that guy, and he did. Even after seeing, he looked at him the whole play, and he still threw it to him. 
because he never looked off. The first read was Wilson on that play, and he went, oh, look, Wilson's open for a second. I won't take a chance to see, hang on, is the safety coming or anything? I have time. It's an open pocket. Nope, I'm just going to go ahead and throw it anyway. He just sucks. God, he's so mad. <laughs> God, he's so bad. And he's been like that for five years, and I don't get it. We traded two second round picks for this. We traded two second round picks to get Matt Castle again. This Can somebody tell me why the Andy Reid regime is different from the POE regime other than the fact they won more regular season games? You traded second round picks for a quarterback that sucks. You have the guy in charge who is the last person on earth to know that quarterback sucks. It's Pioli all over again. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't fully agree with, you know, we've, we've had the conversations about Andy Reed. I'm not fully on the same channel as you, Britt. I think that, you know, bring him home. Of course, you know, the first game at least he'll be, you know, kind of ease him in. But, but I, I, I do think you'll see a more aggressive offense, you know, with, with Mahomes in. If, if Andy Reid is such a – he loves to throw the ball, okay? I keep hearing that. We've said it over and over today. Then why is Alex Smith his quarterback? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean – if you, especially if you've got Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't make any sense. So I, so I, I point to two things with this. Andy Reid must actually believe that this is his fault. He has to. He doesn't believe that it's Alex's fault. He doesn't believe that it's the offensive lines or cream hunts or the secondaries. He's got to believe that it's his fault. That's why he's not doing something about it. But if he is a throwing coach, he likes to throw the ball. He doesn't like to run the ball. Why doesn't he not like to run the ball? Because Andy Reid likes those big plays. He likes to go downfield. Then why is Alex Smith your quarterback? Why is he your quarterback? And why are you then, does he? Does Andy Reid like to go downfield? Does he like to throw the ball? Because all we're seeing is two-yard dump-offs. That's it. And we're seeing it over and over and over. I, I mean, <clears throat> I, I think that... Uh, I think the Jets are gonna. I think they're gonna get him uh, this week. And uh, again, the Chiefs are, are favorites again, and that blows my mind. Um, I, I think the Jets will get him, and I think that uh, the Chiefs are gonna look even worse this week than they did last week. And uh, and uh, next week we get to finally talk all week about Patrick Mahomes' first game as a starter, and that that excites me. <laughs> If Andy Reid is a throwing quarterback or a throwing coach, then and he has a quarterback that cannot throw, and he has a backup quarterback that can throw further than what maybe anybody else in the NFL, and you have a wide receiver that is uh, possibly faster than anybody in the NFL, um, I, I mean, let's get let's. Let the rest of the season be a preview of 2018. You know, I mean, I mean, if anything, uh, I'm not sold on the Chiefs making the playoffs. Uh, I I think right now the only way that the Chiefs make the playoffs is if Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. 
now, Chris, you know, as a lifelong Chiefs fan, exactly what's going to happen. I know. The Chiefs are going to win Sunday, which means Alex Smith will continue to be the quarterback. The Chargers are going to do the Chargers. They're not going to win out. They're going to be the Chargers. Phillip's going to screw something up. The kicker's going to shank a kick. The Chiefs are going to make the playoffs. We'll win. How many games have we got left? Five. We'll win probably three of them. Alex Smith will play in every single one of them. And then we'll lose in the playoffs and be right back to where we were. And everything will be ruined we're, because we're Chiefs fans and we can't even suck right. <laughs> we can't even suck right. I mean, we could have had Andrew Luck, but nah, let's let's go, you know, 7-9 and nine that year. But the next year, let's go 2-14 and 14 so we can get Eric hey. Fisher. Yeah, that's the right way to play it. Hey, Britt, if I give you credit, can I use that in my next title? Yes, yes, you can. Thank we you. can't even suck right. We can't even suck right. That is that is, is so true. Yeah. Wednesday well, or Thursday, that's what you're going to see. <laughs> well, and I, I remember... I remember when the Chiefs started one and one and five, and was it who 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 were we playing that we got the first win? Was it the Vikings? No, I think the Vikings was the game Charles went out. That we that was the last game. Then was it the Bears? No, because we lost that to was the Bears. Color. Yeah, we Charles lost the Jane Cutler. Right. Was it the Bears? Okay, then it was the Vikings. You're right. Okay, so I remember you know going into that game at you know one and five. I was I was sitting there like, sweet, we're gonna get a high draft pick this year, and what do we do? Of course, we go on an eleven game win streak. Which okay, <laughs> all right, you know I I was happy at that point, but at that first win after five straight losses, I was pissed. I was like, watch, they're gonna go, they're gonna go like eight and eight or something and you know just enough to get into the higher round of picks you know we're gonna be right around the middle of the pack and that's exactly what's gonna happen this year we're you know and we don't even have a first round pick all of you guys that think Alex Smith is even gonna get you a first round pick or even a second you're wrong I'm sorry you're wrong if there's gonna be any kind of roster buildup it's gonna have to be in the free agency which I'm kind of excited for. I, w- I want to see some, you know, guys that you've already heard of before. You know, you've seen them play. Be excited about that. But back to what you were saying, Chris, that, that's what confuses me. Is that Andy loves to throw the ball. And why he is not putting him at homes, I don't know. Because I really do think that he is having to dumb down the playbook for Alex Smith. Because like I said in the beginning of this podcast... Alex Smith can't make any reads past his first one post-snap. Because every single time we're seeing Alex Smith snap the ball and be surprised. You're, see, you're seeing, he's seeing zones, what he thinks is going to be, what zones that he is expecting them to be in, and they do something different. And he's just completely blown out of the water like he's never had to make a read if he doesn't know what the defense is doing. And it's absolutely pitiful. And that's why I'm so confused why Mahomes is not in. Because that's the guy they actually can make reads post-snap. And if you're wanting to throw the ball 
and you're wanting to be more aggressive, like you were in the beginning half of the season, why don't you put in Mahomes? And that is the million-dollar question. Can we read we'll answer with? We look forward to the challenge. Wait, so is it is this us sucking right if we're not putting in Mahomes? Uh, no, that's us sucking wrong because we can't even suck enough right to get our rookie quarterback gets a chance to play. Yeah, well, if you're yeah, gonna suck, you might as well right. do it right and get yeah, a higher sure. draft pick. But I guess it doesn't really matter since you don't have a first round pick. Like so, somebody had a Twitter question earlier: Would you rather see Mahomes start even if it meant finishing six and ten? And I went, yes. uh, "Yeah." Like, is that a, like an honest question? People were like, I can't believe like you would actually root for the Chiefs to lose. I'm like, well, dude, it's helping the team. We're not saying, saying that we're rooting for them to lose. Like, and if you go six and ten, you're getting a better draft pick than if you go ten and six and lose in the first round of the playoffs again. Like, what what's the difference? I'm not buying there, an AFC West Division champion T shirt. No nope. sorry, Chiefs. I'm not doing it. I'm not wasting my money on this crap anymore. So <laughs> I would rather have, it's like at this point, I would honestly probably rather lose every game. It would suck. I'm a Chiefs fan. I'd be mad every day. But in the grand scheme of what's best for the team in the long run, it would probably be better to lose all the games because then it would force people to make changes. It would force Clark to put Andy on a hot seat where maybe Andy actually gets off his butt and changes something. Maybe he does stop calling plays or maybe he at least stops calling the same play 50 times every week or something. It'll get the defensive guys fired that you want Bob Sutton fired. It'll get the hangers on out of here because you know, heck, we're not going to run it back. If we go six and 10, we got to make changes. Whereas if you go 10 and six, run it back. Well, why not? We made the playoffs. We were good. I mean, five games, we were the best team in football, blah, blah, blah. Andy, are you going to keep calling plays? Of course I am. We went 10 and 6. Nothing changes. And you get worse traffic in every round. So, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, the best thing for the team would be to lose every game. It would suck, but, you know, at least that's sucking right. <laughs> 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 that's the uh, that's the best term I've heard about the 2017 Chiefs so far this season. I I think that's the uh, I want a T-shirt. You can replace that AFC West champion T-shirt with the Chiefs can't even suck right. <laughs> I, I'm I'm in. I'm I'm willing to be a uh, be a um, a silent partner in that deal. I, th I think we'd make some money. We might get to, actually. I mean, it's uh, we can just be, you know, just sell them at the door in the next home game, see what happens. Um, yeah, it, it's you know, I, and I know that we're we're running long on time. Uh, the Chiefs have to uh, have to do something different. That you know, there are still a bunch of fans that. Uh, you know, and we're all called, I think all three of us probably called Fairweather fans, which is ridiculous because we take time out of our day. Um, we all have jobs. We all have families. And we take a lot of time out of our day to write about the team that we love. 
So we are not fair weathered fans. We are, we're super fans, you know? We're going above and beyond. We're not just sitting back watching football, complaining about it and, and under the, you know, the roof of our own home. Um, we know what the Chiefs are and what the Chiefs have been. And like you said, Britt, more than likely, we aren't going to suck right. And Alex Smith is going to go out and throw for 302 yards and a touchdown with zero interceptions. And he's going to scramble four times for 14 yards. And that will be enough that all the talk will go away and Alex Smith will... You know, you're right. He'll be the starter for the rest of the season. Um, this is the first game. I think uh, <clears throat> even when we started one and five, I wasn't quite ready for for the Chiefs to tank, and and it gave me something to be excited about. You know, win after win after win. But I understand exactly what you're saying, Travis. But uh, this is this will be the first game. I hope the Chiefs lose. I'm going to be rooting for the Jets. I'm going to be rooting for the guys on the Chiefs. I want Tyree Kill to do great. I want Kareem Hunt to find his running game. I want the offensive line to do a little bit better. I want uh, somebody other than Marcus Peters to play defense in the secondary. I want to see what Darrell Reeves can do against his old team. I hope he's not just a, uh, you know, I hope he gets more snaps than Tom Bahali does. I, but for the future of this team, and this goes to 2018, I want the Chiefs to lose this game. I want them to lose this game badly because it has to force something to happen. And if it doesn't happen, then everything that we talked about this week and everything that we talked about last week will be magnified tenfold because now we're not even a winning team and we're still doing the same thing. Then heads are going to roll. Then you're going to start getting more people on our side thinking the way we think. Like, okay, <laughs> because I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. People have, have been completely obtuse on the fact that that there's people like us that want Mahomes to be the starting quarterback for the Chiefs. They are no longer obtuse. They have come full circle. They know exactly what we're talking about now. We've just seen it before. It's, I'm not saying that we know more than everybody else, but we pay attention because this is something that we do. Um, Patrick Mahomes will be the starter next week. Mark my words, the Jets will beat us. The Chiefs won't look near as bad, but Alex Smith won't get the job done. He throws two interceptions against a mediocre defense. Uh, Kareem Hunt isn't going to run for 40 yards. We're going to look lost. Um, it, it, to me, that's what's going to happen. That's what I hope happens. So, so to finish this off, we're, we're going to make it, make Sunday, you know, we, we, we expect another kind of just utter disaster from the Chiefs offense. So why don't we make a game of this? And this, yes, this means that you have to keep your TV on, Chris. Okay. So every time, every time Alex Smith throws a screenplay or pretty much throws it under five yards ahead of the line of scrimmage, you have to take a drink. Now, of course, you're going to have to warn your editors that you might see some gibberish in your articles for Monday morning, but, you know. I don't think I have enough alcohol in my house. 
I, I'm an editor. <laughs> well, you're I can <laughs> one right through. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris. Yeah, if we couldn't do a podcast that night, I guess the teeth is a podcast. We have to change the language barrier. Did you guys see that throw? Stupid chiefs. I'm, I'm in it. Let's do it. Let's have a drinking party on Sunday. We'll do a podcast Sunday night. And if we all still have jobs on Monday morning, it's all a win. I'm in. Sign me up. It'll, it'll be like, uh, what was what was that movie? And Roethlisberger was like, hug it, chug it, football. Puke <laughs> yeah. rally. Okay. So, so we need to... Uh, we need to figure out though what what type of drinks now you know what are we drinking you know it's gotta be are we drinking whiskey and it's gotta be whiskey or beer one of the two. I was gonna say I'm more of a beer guy, but we could do you know maybe two drinks for beer, one for whiskey, or however you want to do it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a better idea. <clears throat> yeah. I don't that know way everyone can kind of drink, drink what they want. Myself, but uh, but I, I will drink a nice uh, a nice whiskey from time to time. Okay, that sounds good. So so what are the rules? Every screenplay, every screenplay. Uh, I think screenplay should get. Let's see, screenplay. How, how, how about one we drink. change it? How about we change it to every pass attempt under three yards? Okay, I was gonna say five, but yeah, that works. You'll still get plenty of drink. Forty shots. <laughs> so are we doing this like right after the game? Um, because it is a we'll, noon game. We'll, we'll put it on the podcast Twitter. You guys and you guys can vote. Vote on it. <laughs> what should we drink? We'll do two. What should we drink? And when should we do the podcast after the game? Directly after, or give us some time to wake up from our. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for later on in the evening um, because I think we'll all be drunk, but we'll be drunk to the point to where we're all fairly miserable as well. And I, I think I, I think that'll be I think that'll be a good good listen. Uh, you know, we can uh, uh, be ready for some tears, folks. Man. No, I'm a, I'm a happy drunk. So and I haven't been drunk for a long time. I've been married five years. I haven't been drunk since before I was married. So, but I do drink every once in a while. But I haven't been drunk for a long time. So this will be fun. And I can't think of any better reason than uh, than a Chiefs game. So it sounds good to me. All right. Well, you guys heard it. We're we're gonna put that on Twitter. See what you guys think and. We'll have the final answer come before the game Sunday. But be ready for a very miserable podcast next, uh, early next week. Yeah, so, either way, well, e- either way, it's, it's going to be miserable. I don't think we're going to have anything good come out of it. So, uh, yeah, hashtag shots for the Chiefs, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let them know where they can find you in case we have any uh, new listeners. Uh, you can reach me at uh, at bzank17 on Twitter. Or we also have our uh, Blitz package on Twitter. You can find us as well. And I'm at Arrowhead Act. 
Yeah, you can see all my stuff over at KC Kingdom. Uh, you can follow me at ctaylor1911 on Twitter. Is that correct? Yeah, it's ctaylor1911. Okay, I think that's what I said. Yeah, you got it right. First yeah, time. You guys follow Britt and Travis. They're friends with me on Twitter. Is that what you say? Friends? Are we friends? Are we twits? What are, what are we? We, we, we've, we've gotten to the point already. I mean, it's only been a few episodes, and we're already friends with Britt. <laughs> yes, I have one. Two, no, two friends now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, you can find me. You can find me at Stefan NFL and over on Arrowhead Addict. If you want to go find the Blitz Package play place for on Twitter, it's at Blitz Package KC. Uh, let us know what you guys think. We're hopefully going to have a more positive episode uh, for Red Friday. But we'll see. I mean, I mean, we're pretty much just going to have to talk all defense. So. Yeah, we can probably do that. So, okay, well. Let us know if there's any questions, thoughts, anything you want brought up on the show, and we will talk to you guys next time. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> oh.